0: Welcome to the Click for More Customers podcast. Your host is Ted Prodromo, best-selling author of The Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn for Business and Ultimate Guide to Twitter for
1: Business. Ted is recognized as America's leading LinkedIn coach, helping you grow your business while living the life of your dreams.
0: Welcome, everybody. I'm Ted Budromo, and this is Social Selling TV. Today's guest is Mike Wolpert. He's the founder of SocialJumpstart.com. Welcome, Mike. Ted, hello. Happy day. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So you're the cover boy of my Social Selling Made Easy magazine this
1: month. Let me tell you what. Your fans are very kind to me. (laughs) And uh, my wife was amused, and my mother would have been quite proud. So thanks for... uh, Thanks for putting me on the cover. It it, it was a great read, man. There's a lot of stuff in there that's more interesting than me, so thanks for interviewing me. (laughs) (laughs) No, your whole thing these days
0: is storytelling, so why is it important to be telling stories?
1: Well, it's important to tell stories because we love to hear stories. And I came to the storytelling part through my life experience of selling and creating advertising, but more importantly over the last – eight almost 9 years of social jumpstart we started with the technology and you know we're not all figured out on the technology but the question eventually becomes not how do i post on social media about my business but what do i post on social media and the the idea that that ads don't work mm-hmm. is foundational ads just don't work the way they they once did And ads don't work at all for small businesses because we have a good story to tell. So um, the art of telling a story allows you to be real and authentic and actually connect with somebody, which is something that a Fortune 500 company with a $50 million ad budget just can't do as well as a guy with a candy store and an iPhone and a Facebook page.
0: So that's really important. Yeah, big companies tell the stories. You don't care about those employees as much. Or people at Coca Cola, do you really want to hear their story?
1: Right. right. No, you you don't want to hear the story. And they they look Budweiser. I handled Budweiser as an account in the rock and roll radio business for twenty years. They do great advertising. They used to do better advertising. They do great advertising, but it's fake. Right. The the puppy and the horse on the Super Bowl ads, mm-hmm. fake. Tear jerking, yes, but there are 16 puppies and 32 horses and they just make a nice movie. But a guy that has a bar that sells Budweiser, he can tell the story of how he grew up in the restaurant and bar business and why it was so important, bringing people together. And to your point about the employees, far more interesting to me than the guy who owns Go With The Bar example, Joe's Bar. Right. You know, I'd like to know about Joe, sure. Sure but if joe isn't behind the bar when i go in with my friends to have a drink and have some fun then i'm not really interested in joe but i am interested in the bartender and i'm interested in in the stories that we tell about the bar right right because the 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 story of a couple couple different stories that any small business owner can tell why you do what you do Ted, you have a background in technology. I know why you do what you do, because you actually care about the world. You care to make people's lives better, more connected, right? I mean, that—that that, I've seen that drive you. Yeah. And everybody has that why. We, because if we didn't have a why we do our business, why we're entrepreneurs, why we're small business owners, we would have a job, because it's easier.
0: <laughs> if you can keep a job these days.
1: Yeah, if you can keep a job these days. But the why that we do, what gets us up in the morning, what drives us, what turns us on, right? That is a story that matters to people, not because it's about you, but because they can see something of themselves yeah. in what you do, what drives you. And it also speaks to how trustworthy you are, how real you are, how invested in the business you are. Authentic. Yeah, how authentic you are. Yeah. Big brands have uh, big things that they say, and it often falls apart when the rubber hits the road, right? Right. Um, Small businesses can't afford to do that. And the story allows us to connect one person at a time. You and I, although thousands of people watching this interview, yes, you and I are having a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. And that skill, is in in all of us it's natural it could barely be called a skill it's called talking so yeah you know we're we're just the the art of storytelling and storytelling seems kind of complicated right like i talk. oh i don't know storytelling yeah i'm not good at storytelling no not not good at storytelling but everybody you know the, the idea of story marketing is kind of easy if you break it down into the You know, the story of why you do what you do. Right. Then the story of how cool your thing is, right? Whatever it is, a consulting service, uh, a loaf of bread that you bake, a restaurant that you run, a car that you build, a bicycle that you build, whatever your thing is, there's a story about how cool that is. Yeah. And then most importantly is the story of your customer, the story of, hey, I built this thing and look at the experience that bob had mary's life is so much better because she bought this thing and and telling the story about how somebody uses your product or coaching or whatever that's the story that really matters yeah because as you uh you're a great example i've seen you work one-on-one you know in a group setting with with people one-on-one and help them hone their linkedin presence So I wasn't watching you tell a story to them and with them. I was sitting there imagining how I fit into this, how I could be part of this, how what I needed to do to my LinkedIn profile to become better at that sort of thing. So it allows me to step up and step in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just by talking to people, other people are kind of listening in. Say, I want some of that.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Because it's, it's, it's real. And, and, and you know, this, this is all it takes, right? Just a a little smartphone. I mean, hi, I'm telling a story. It's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. Or better yet, hi, Ted, I'd like to tell your story about what you think of me. Because that's actually more interesting to other people. And if you allow people to tell their story about you, meaning... You know, I went into Joe's bar and it was so great because I go there with my friends. We go for a special celebration. Then sometimes we go over there. You know, weird thing about Joe's bar, they have great food. It's not a bar food. They have this great stuff. Yep. Now, as I hear that story, I could just step right into it, right? So as a business owner, you're having your customer tell your story or a testimonial. It's kind of like a really free-flowing testimonial. Yeah. But as they tell it, I'm able to step in because my brain immediately puts me into the story. Yep. So with a well-told story, I'm able to see, hear, feel what it might be like in your place of business from the role of a happy customer, right? I step into the shoes of a happy customer yep. and now I'm predisposed, you know, halfway there. I already know it feels good because, you know, I heard this story about how good it feels to them. I'm right. them. They're like me. I'll have the same results. Yeah. You can't do that with an ad. You just can't.
0: Did you ever go to that bar on Hate Street in San Francisco? The Martini Bar?
1: Oh. Have you ever hear of that place? I have, uh, actually, I might have darkened the door of the Martini Bar once or twice. The Bruno, the Bruno huh? the bartender,
0: and if you came in and you ordered a vodka martini, he would say, get out of here. <laughs> real martini is gin, and if you ordered one with the olive, the Gibson, he goes, no, a Gibson has onion. You want olive if you want a martini. Right. Real born Lots of friends. My friend told me about it. He said he prepped me. He said, if you go in there and you say the wrong thing, he'll throw you out. Right. And whatever you
1: do, don't just order a beer. And that was an infamous, oh, God. (laughs) Go down the street to the fern bar. (laughs) Right. Well, there's another place in San Francisco, too. It's uh, it's John's Grill down by Union Square. A, I don't know if that's really the oldest bar in California. It's certainly one of the oldest bars in San Francisco. I don't know if Dashiell Hammett really came over and wrote his book sitting in that bar. But it's a great story.
0: It's a legend. I go in there
1: and the place is steeped with tradition. I don't even notice I'm paying sixty two bucks for a uh, for a sandwich, because I'm so involved in this hundred years of San Francisco history, yeah. that i'm my experience is more than eating a sandwich. My experience is the whole of all the stories that I've heard about that place and the way the people carry themselves and conduct themselves and this is actually a pretty good example of uh staff stories, right. The guys that work, I think it's John's Tadich Grill. I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused. Yeah. Yep. So, 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 the, so the, the men mostly that, that serve, the waiters that work there, in my experience, are professional waiters. Oh, yeah. These guys are excellent at what they do because that's what they do. Not actors. Waiting tables, not right. musicians, waiting tables, nothing wrong with any of that. I, I was both of those things, waiting tables at one point in my life. Right. Um, but these guys are professionals. One guy was working there for 40 years, and this was 10 years ago. He's probably still there. Mm-hmm. And so their story of the restaurant and their life in the restaurant is compelling. And it's part of the history and it's part of the hook, the hook which brings me in and pays, you know, Whatever the fee is, is is not about a sandwich. It's about the totality of of the experience. Right. And in
0: the past, like those kind of places, all word of mouth. When we lived in the city. It's like, oh, we got to go here because so right. and so. There all social
1: media. And uh, I've been in the advertising world for a very long time. The absolute best kind of advertising and marketing is word of mouth marketing. Right. Yeah. If I say to you, "Hey, Ted, let's go to this place," he'll just assume that I know something okay it's easier to go so word of mouth marketing is the most powerful and that's just what we're talking about yeah because social media makes it easy for people to harness the power of word of mouth advertising Mm -hmm. right word of mouth marketing if if i tell you a little story or if i review your restaurant or if i have a really awesome experience social media allows me to now tell a hundred people or a thousand people or, you know, 42 million people or whatever the number is, but it's, it's no longer just one-on-one. Right. It's, I'm, I'm able to really connect with a lot more people than ever before and tell the story and tell the story. And if I have a great experience right now, it seems, and often social media can be kind of negative and, you know, argue, argue, but, but people are looking for the gems. Yeah. People are looking for the good news. People are looking for something nice. So you, if you have some of that, even if it's just a damn sandwich, yeah. it, it's interesting. Right. You know, and, and, and my posting a picture of myself at a sandwich shop, new sandwich shop in our neighborhood, my posting a picture of myself with a sandwich or just a sandwich or whatever weird thing, it's more than just a check-in, or a, or a like, or a photo. Yep. It's an endorsement, implied, yep. or actually stated. This is a good sandwich.
0: And you checked in there, so people know that you're at that location.
1: Right, then my friends can comment, and then their friends see it, and, and this isn't a hypothetical thing. I had lunch yesterday at a new restaurant in my town, that I had never been to, never heard of, because my friend Peggy had checked in there and checked in there and checked in there. And then I put out a a blanket call. Hey, I need a good vegetarian restaurant because I have a friend coming to town. People said, same place, right? Magnolia Street Cafe or whatever the heck it's called. And so that's enough for me to know, check, good.
0: And so I went in. If you trust Peggy, who you're going I to
1: has been there. She's sent me in other direct, you know, in other other directions for for meals and and you know, the, where I live in California, where we live in California, there's there's a a really vibrant Twitter community. Yeah. And if you had said, I remember when they first started with chat boards, I thought it was kind of weird and creepy and I don't want to talk to people online. Fast forward 10 years, I have a dozen friends in my neighborhood that I would not know. I would not have this d- real friendship with, where I know their kids. They come to my house for dinner. We we go out together. I wouldn't have this if it wasn't for Twitter. We kind of connect. Actually, really weird. Foursquare. I don't want to date myself, but back when <laughs> they had, <laughs> had Foursquare. Um, so it's, you know, it's not all, it's not all theoretical. It's, it's, it's valuable vouching for information. Peggy tells me a story yep. about, and she did. She told me a little story about the guy that runs this new restaurant. Turns out he was the manager of a restaurant I used to go to in San Francisco all the time. Story, story, story. Yeah. What she didn't tell me was the menu, the hours, the prices, no. and whether there's parking. So Who cares? Running ads that feature it's- the menu, the prices, the hours, and the parking. And you might as well just be, you know, printing up flyers. I don't, if I don't it's
0: got good food and Peggy recommended it, you're going to figure out when you can go. and.
1: Right. It's a restaurant. Yep. You're open for meals.
0: <laughs> well, how would you get the owner of this new place to tell his story? Because a lot of times they'll say, I don't have an interesting story.
1: Ah, well, that is, it's funny you should say that because I like this guy. He, he It seems like we've met before, too. Like, we just had that experience of, you know, oh, hi, is it your first time in? And I said, why, yes, my friend Peggy told me to come in. Ooh, he lit up. Now we have something in common, right? right. A minute ago, I'm just a guy coming in to, to buy lunch. Now we have a friend in common. And I noticed a very interesting thing. He took the effort... It's open kitchen format in this restaurant. He he made the effort, and I watched him. My my sandwich was ready to be made. Oh, I got this. So the owner stepped in, pushed the the chef aside. Oh, let me fix this up for this guy, my new friend. And now that had an impact on me. I'm a customer. I I, I paid my bill. I'm happy. I'm going back. And now I'm telling you, Right. Magnolia Cafe in San Rafael. Great. <laughs> there you go. It's out in the country, but. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so important because those little snippets of life are, are what matters, right? Just that little bit and being personal, being personal, showing the real stuff. Um, we all have, well, I don't want to speak for you. I have posted way too many pictures of pretty meals, right? The Instagram food porn. Oh, yeah. And that's great. But for a restaurant owner, you asked me how I'd get that guy to tell a story. Um, The way I get him to tell a story is is just like this. Name is Robert. So, Robert, tell me. You opened up this new cool restaurant, probably invested your life savings into it, taking a big risk. Big risk. Why? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, bloop, 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 out comes... Why? Well, I, I don't know this guy's story. I will. Now I'm going to go get it. Now I'm going to go make a video and, yeah. and I'll share it with you and you can share it forward. But I imagine his story is I ran a restaurant in the city, Beetle, Beetle Nut, uh, for 20 years. Time consuming, time consuming. My child's growing up. I want to live in my own town. I want to be available for my kids, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, and also the difference between running a big fancier restaurant and running more of a cool cafe. He, you know, made my lunch. He has real interaction. So I would just ask him, so why? Yeah. And I have a great, well, let me tell, I'm going to share the big secret of my whole storytelling consulting business. Okay. It's the interviewing technique. Here it is. Really? Tell me more. Awesome. Right. I mean, just, I'm interested. I'm I'm really interested in this stuff. So when somebody says, "Oh well, this and this," really, wow, tell me more. Right. And if you're if you have to create your if you're a small business owner, you want to create your own story or have a little you know have a little fun with it and and start doing that. Just that's the question. Hey Ted, why do you do this thing? Right. Oh well, because of this, this, and then the little voice in your head goes, "Tell them more." And yep. <laughs> And, and, and you, you just, you just kind of tell them more, and then a follow-up question would be, and what does that mean for your customers, or
0: for your family,
1: or for your family? What do your employees get out of it? The old uh, there's an old saying in marketing: everybody listens uh, to the same radio station. More uh, of an East Coast saying because W I I F M, right? What's in it for me, radio? Yep. Yeah. And that's the, way we're, that's the way we're all wired, right? Like I'm interested in you and we're friends and we know each other and what's in it for me? I mean, there, there, there's, that's a reasonable thing, especially when you're telling a marketing story, especially when you're telling a story about your business. Yeah. We do this cool thing for these kind of people and they get this kind of result. For instance, let me tell you a little story. And then what pops out of your mouth, right? What pops out of your mouth, right? So it's a it's a it's a great way to to get started, you know. So that's that's how I get that guy started. I think it works better for a small business. I, I just keep thinking of that Lincoln commercial with
0: Matthew McConaughey driving down the road, telling his story, how cool he is, and he's just
1: like, that's so fake. Yeah. I I've, actually, that's really well done. It's beautifully shot. It's, but I, my first th- my thought when I c- watched that commercial is, wow, really well done. Does he really need the money? Why is he doing this? Like, he doesn't really drive around in a Lincoln reminiscing about his life. I mean, that's, it's fake.
0: And it came out right after he won the Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> I was like,
0: like, why is he doing this?
1: <laughs> yeah, why, yeah, why are you doing this? Um, but, but a lot of times it, it's easy just to help people discover, you know, what they're doing and why they're doing it. But then another great way to tell a story, cause and you, you just mentioned it a second ago, I don't really have a good story. I don't really, you know, people, there's a hesitation block. Right. Um, and so a great way to tell a story, a marketing story would be to answer a question. Right. Every question has a story. Yeah. So I uh, and and I, I talk about this a little bit in the article and, and, and it's a big part of the book that I'm finishing, allegedly working on finishing, uh, is a guy that I used to know many years ago and he was a motorcycle repairman. He worked at a Harley Davidson shop mm-hmm. and he was the owner, but you would never know it um, because he liked fixing bikes. And you would walk in and talk to this guy and it didn't look like, it was not a new modern facility, right? It was grease and wrenches. But if you went in there with your bike and said, so Charlie, I got this thing that this is the problem. And he, every single time he'd go, you know, that reminds me of a story. <laughs> and he would then proceed to tell me a story about somebody else who had the exact same problem that I did Hmm, now I'm listening, right? Same problem as me. The story would continue, the, the pain that problem caused, yeah. the solution that Charlie created, the happiness the customer felt. So it wasn't anything more than a, a story of how he knows about this problem, how he has fixed this problem in the past, and how previous customers have been happy because of it. Yeah. Right? Every problem has a story. Every question has a story. And, I I heard his story, and what did that tell me? That told me, well, Charlie knows what to do. He's already done it. Right. So, you know, oh, really. So instead of a- asking more questions, I said, "Here, fix it, <laughs> dude. It's my wallet. I totally trust you." Because that's how we get to know, like, and trust people, right? When you talk about this often in in how to present yourself on LinkedIn, people want the opportunity to get to know, like, and trust you. Right. And they get to know you through the power of your story. They get to like you through watching you tell your story because you're a human being, talking to them like a human being, treating them like a human being. And they get to trust you because the evidence is before them. Yep. You you know intuitively. Ew, that guy. Ew. Matthew McConaughey doesn't drive a Lincoln. Maybe he does, I don't know. But you know this stuff intuitively and we we latch on to people that we like and then we like to do business with them. Right.
0: So Alex kind of said it last the other night. Alex Mondosian.
1: Yes. Like
0: you say something, and it either lands and takes off, or it just lands flat. So you get right. It.
1: And 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 if it, if it lands flat, then here's the crazy solution. You just tell another story. Right. You know, not not everything's going to be for everybody. There's a saying that I, I heard long ago: uh, take what you like and leave the rest. Right. Just take what matters to you. So, if we're telling a story of why we do what we do, the customer benefit, if we're allowing our employees to tell a story, that's another, another beautiful way to give people a look at your business. I'm interested in, yes, Robert, the guy that owns the restaurant, that he started this and his vision and all this. I'm also interested in the guy that's behind the stove. Mm-hmm. drives him. I'm interested in the wait staff. What drives them? And it's not always easy to tell those stories, but when you do, what you get is a story that sounds like this. I I cook food in restaurants because of these reasons. That's about the staff. You'll like this food because all my customers do. Social validation, some real connection, some real understanding. And so I'd love to meet you, come on in. Yeah. And that's a simple story. It accomplishes a lot of things. A, the customer that's viewing it, the prospect that's viewing it, it's just I feel kind of good about that. I'd like to have that guy make my lunch. Probably he's pretty good because he says he is. Right. And also when I walk into the place, first time in, never had set foot in the structure before, but I've seen a couple videos on their Facebook page or picked something up on my Facebook page or however I, I came across them. Right then I'm already comfortable. Yeah. I've never been in the store, but I feel like I know you. So my comfort level is predisposed to happy. Yeah, And they've also, most importantly, as a business owner myself, what that employee has done is they've made a promise to a prospect to take care of them. Yeah. And because they've made that promise out loud, they are acting, thinking, and behaving better because they've given their word right people people stand up and take their word now also by telling that guy's story i've shown my employee some respect yeah in other restaurants that guy might just be a line cook in my restaurant he's the guy making your lunch i've given him the honor and respect to to have a voice does a couple things he's going to do his job better he's going to care about the customers better because he said he would and that's the way people are wired right he's also going to think twice about leaving and from a pure business owner perspective the cost of hiring training yeah. new people is is staggering and by showing people that you respect and trust them they step up and, and and they behave differently and they stick around and that that just begins a cycle of good stuff happening
0: yeah so when, is it, when do you go too far by telling your story? Do you have any
1: examples of that? Sure. You go too far in telling a story when it gets boring. A, 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 a story should, should be exactly as long as it is interesting. Okay. Uh, and also, I think you go too long in telling so, – so to give a concrete answer, marketing stories that we're kind of talking about here should be short. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell a story in 30 seconds, 60 seconds – you've got a three minute video going on, boy, you gotta have some interesting stuff. So let's think short stories, right. not tweets, something north of a tweet, south of a college thesis. Right. Um, and it's too long when it's boring. Okay. And, it's, and it gets boring because people don't know when to stop. Yeah. So there's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end. The beginning introduces the problem, introduces yourself, introduces the topic. The middle talks about how you do this, how you solve this. So mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're talking about, hey, meet my cool staff, that's the opening. Come on in to, to you know Bob's house of cool stuff and meet my staff. It's yeah. Then the middle becomes, here's the staff, right? You're making a promise is the open, then you deliver on the promise is the core of the story. And once you've done that, wrap it up and, and, and close. And a close in every single story ever told is a little call to action. Right. The, it doesn't mean, so now that you've heard my story, come buy my stuff. No, that's not really the way it goes. Isn't that kind of awkward? <laughs> I told
0: you one story, you gotta buy from me
1: now. I told you one story. <laughs> but the close could be, depending on your business, hey, if you're interested in more, Come on in, I'll tell you more. If you're interested in uh, becoming uh, involved in our ongoing specials, if you're a restaurant, hey, you know what, we do this cool stuff every week. Go to our website, sign up for our email, we'll send you a coupon for our special Thursday deal. Uh, a, A chiropractor may have a story about that starts off with an open that's a question. Did you know that you could get rid of pain without narcotics and drugs? If I have pain, you know what, I'm listening 1,000%. Then the story is, hey, you know what, I, maybe the story is first person, right? I used to have to take all these drugs because I had terrible back pain. Then I received this awesome chiropractic treatment and acupuncture, and everything's terrific. and, And so then I went into the chiropractic business because I loved helping people so they could feel better like I feel better, right? That's the middle of the story. Right. And then the end of the story isn't, we're open from eight a.m. to five p.m. except for Monday. No, the end of the story is, if you'd like to explore how you can live your life to the fullest without pain and without drugs, come on in. Sign yeah. up for a free ebook, or you know, download this, or or give me a call and we'll just talk.
0: Yeah,
1: and assume the sale. Look, if you got something good and they got a problem, and you've made a good a story about how you're going to solve that problem. Just assume that they're going to be a customer.
0: There's a connection. They resonate with what your story is. And there's a bunch of people that won't, but there wouldn't be good customers. So you're pulling okay. in the right people that resonate with you.
1: Yeah, pulling in the right people that resonate with you. And then also giving the space um, to to let them make their decision in their time. Right? I mean, there's been a ton of research, and you know this, I'm sure, as well as I do. There's been a ton of research about buying cycles. Yeah. So if I have a cool thing that I sell, which I do, we sell great training for, for small businesses on how to tell stories. Terrific marketing training. Of the whole universe of people that I've talked to, probably 3% are ready to buy right now. And that's it's a, true across most everything. 3% right. of the people in the universe are ready to buy right now. But so many businesses focus all of their marketing on the people ready right now, ready right now, ready right now, that they try to push those people into, you know, like uh, some sort of urgent decision. Right. Now, so 3% right away. 30% of those people are never going to buy from you for whatever reason, ever know how, write them off. Yeah. Terrible. No. Awesome. Because that leaves 67% of the universe who's going to buy, should buy, wants to buy, is a likely prospect, more than a suspect, less than a customer, right? A good, solid prospect. And your story is engaging. Your story allows them to come into your universe. They acknowledge that this could be a value to them. And then you're, you're stuck in their head when they're ready to make that decision. Right. So instead of by, instead of telling ads to get a customer right here you're telling stories that get a customer a little bit down the road. Right. And that's a much bigger pond to fish out of, right? 67% yeah. versus uh you know,
0: 3%. Yeah, your story goes viral and more people hear it over time and like Yeah, more people hear over and it over time.
1: Well, and go viral. So it's really pretty easy to share something on social media. We talked about this a second ago, how there's a lot of negative stuff and we're all caught up in in the problems that we could be afraid of. And we also love to shine the light on some good stuff. So I have a great experience at somebody's place. I'm better off because of it. I'm really predisposed to tell that story to my friends. A because it's important, B because it's meaningful, C because it changed my life, D because we have an obsessive compulsion to post stuff on the internet. And if you give people good stuff that they care about, you got a chance of—I wouldn't say going viral. You don't need to go viral. Yeah. Ten, ten customers. That's right. the difference. Uh, or a hundred customers. McDonald's needs one million customers, right? right. I don't need 1 million customers. Yeah, Most people don't need 1 million customers. Any brick and mortar business, any small business, if you showed them a way they could come up with two new customers a day walking in the door, winner, right? right? So we play, a, we play a close game. We play a close game in, in the people that are around us. And for brick and mortar local businesses, people that I share most often with and talk to most often with on, on Facebook or on Twitter, they kind of mirrors my real life. Mm -hmm. They tend to be people from my neighborhood, you know, Sally from Sausalito, you you know, Peggy lives just a couple streets over from me, my friend that that recommended the restaurant. Yeah. So it's a smaller pool, but I'm much more interested in telling my story to people in my neighborhood. My grandfather used to tell me, mow your own backyard first. And I was a little kid. I thought he was just trying to talk me into mow the lawn. But (laughs) I get get what he means, right? Like we're so busy in the marketing world of, man, I gotta gotta get Facebook traffic. I gotta get Google Plus traffic. I need traffic. Yeah. I don't know what traffic is really exactly, but I need it because I saw it somewhere about traffic. Somebody told me. Yeah, somebody told me. Well, you know what, for most businesses, that's like a college level thing. And what we need to be doing is focusing on the basics. Yeah, we need traffic. Yeah. Well, the traffic that we need, we need the traffic from the street in front of our place. The traffic that comes to the stoplight, we just want them to turn in and come in. Hi, hello. May yeah. I come in? What do you do? And you know, so by starting basic, giving people real look, mm-hmm. they're, they're gonna tell. It's also really easy to really easy to target your own neighborhood if you want to share a post or something like that. You right. Know? It's just much easier. So don't, don't don't try to get the whole world. I was in the radio business for many years, and we would really talk about the ADI, the area of dominant influence. Uh-huh. War ad is going to reach, and, and hey, in my defense, back when I was in the radio business, that's all there was. Radio, TV, newspaper. Radio was the best choice out of those three. Today, I uh, have different opinions. Yeah, um, But we would talk about your ad is, your business is here, and your customers are here, but you're also going to get all this. We actually, it's called the spill. You're going to get the spill, meaning excess, meaning, meaning defined spill. Yeah, right. <laughs> the secret was, of course, that you're paying for that too. Yeah. And storytelling on social media allows you to, to just laser hone in on people that you'd love to see in your place. Right. And, you know, and allows you, as you said, to make that connection, a real world connection.
0: Yep. So. Well, this has been great. So Mike, how can people learn more about storytelling and you?
1: Well, and and me uh, actually, we're we're just uh, coming out with a new. I'm big on free video training series because, uh, and this is uh, and and so I'll answer your question, but let me tell you a little story. The reason I'm big on free video training series, video training, is because people would rather watch the internet than read the internet, yeah. and. So I give them something to watch. Our videos, you know, pretty basic stuff. They run four, five, six minutes. Some of them run eight minutes. But, but you know, three, four, five, six minutes, something like that, topic specific. Mm-hmm. And so people can really ingest it and learn it. So that's, you know, that's something to think about. We don't have, uh, I, I, I have no training videos in the programs that we sell that are more than 15 minutes, not one. Because I can't learn for more than 15 minutes, no, I'm Nobody slow. can. But
0: <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. So to answer, your, to answer your question, and I definitely am interested in self-promotion, the most important way to learn storytelling is to start off with this sentence looking at somebody and just practice. So, Ted, let me tell you a little story about my business, mm-hmm. and see what comes out, and then, and then see how that feels. Um, we, I provide, we provide as a company, socialjumpstart.com Uh, there's a free video training series, sign up for our email list. And, um, uh, I think we've probably got about six or eight videos in the series. Wow. And, uh, honestly, we put so much money, effort, time, work into the free video training series. I've often thought about just charging for that, but we don't. Uh, and here's why. I do run a business, we both run businesses, we all run businesses and there's profit involved in that. But I also realize that I'm on a mission. So I'm on a mission to reach and inspire a million small business owners to tell their story. Nice. I don't need a million customers, I probably wouldn't know what the hell to do with a million customers. Right. But I'm totally stoked uh, about reaching them. And I think this is a good formula for everybody listening, I give away a lot of stuff. We, my team has done a lot of work on all the free videos that we crank out, that we, that we have available. Uh-huh. And I, I only joke a little bit when I think, oh, gee, we should charge for that because there's so much work. But what I believe happens and the feedback I've gotten from people is their reaction is exactly what I'd hope to inspire.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow, that stuff is really good. If that's the stuff they give away for free, what do they sell? Yeah, I'll buy some of that, you know, like I, so I would appreciate anybody who's listening, come to my website, socialjumpstart.com, sign up for our free video training series. If you get a super good amount of cool ideas and traction out of that, then you can inquire about the training programs we sell. How's that? Awesome. (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me today. This has been great. Yeah, it's been super fun. We should do it more often. I, I really appreciate both, uh, you know, the article in your magazine, which is really great, and a ton of fun and cool technology, uh, and, and also always good to talk to you. So let's, uh, uh, let's have some fun and tell some stories.
0: Great. <laughs> and if you've got more videos like this, everybody, go to socialsellingtelevision.com, and you can subscribe for free. Thanks, everybody.
1: Happy day.